Welcome to the GI Psychiatrist Podcast, a podcast affiliated with GI Psychiatry, a new mental health startup working toward increasing the education, awareness, and care of mental health in patients dealing with chronic gastrointestinal issues. Now here is your host, Dr. Claire Brandon. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Claire Brandon. Just a reminder, this podcast is strictly for education and information. I'm not providing medical advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please reach out to your doctor or emergency services in your area. Listening to my podcast does not result in a patient-doctor relationship. I practice in New York City and don't always know the resources in every part of the country, unfortunately. All content on this podcast is my own opinion and doesn't represent that of anyone else or any other organization. I'll be posting about upcoming episodes on the podcast Instagram, The GI Psychiatrist. If you have a question or idea for this or upcoming episodes, please let us know by direct messaging The GI Psychiatrist or on our website, www.gipsychiatry.com. And we'll do our best to incorporate any questions or suggestions. Today's episode is all about advocating for yourself as a patient. Often the reasons why we do or do not speak up for ourselves are actually much deeper than a problem solve of how to speak up that we'll be talking about today. But I'm hoping that the next time you're at the gastroenterologist or any other doctor's appointment, some of this will resonate with you and start your process for being your own advocate. In the practice of gastrointestinal-focused psychiatry, we're of course working on psychiatric issues with the knowledge of how the brain and gut interact. We're often thinking about mood symptoms and anxiety levels. The word advocate invokes the idea of helping those who, for one reason or another, cannot help themselves or don't have the voice to speak up. For the most part, we relate to this and people try to help others. It interestingly, though, breaks down when we think about helping ourselves. In fact, the word advocate means for you yourself to speak up. Yes, for others, but for yourself as well. Advocating with your physician for your needs is important because, as with anyone else, doctors are not mind readers. That includes psychiatrists, even though people don't tend to think that's the case. If your doctor has discussed with you the current issue which brought you to your appointment, it's likely they aren't going to be able to ask you all the questions in your mind, because unfortunately, in the current world of medicine, they're likely behind and need to get to their next patient. The caveat is that's only okay if you don't have more questions, and the only way that a doctor will know that is if you ask. So why should you advocate for yourself at the doctor? Advocating for yourself at the doctor is practice for life, to express your needs without feeling that you're burdening someone. This is actually a great place to practice because the role of a physician is to care for their patients. You can cultivate an assertive but not aggressive voice that allows you to ask for additional explanations and follow up plans so that you aren't guessing and thereby provoking your anxiety. Often I find patients are struggling with wishing for some sense of control in their conditions, but at the same time, they don't feel like they have the right or the knowledge to ask more questions. The worst thing a doctor can say 
is we need more time to discuss this. Let's make a follow-up appointment. So ask yourself the next time you have this feeling, what do you think the worst case scenario is for asking more questions at a doctor's appointment? Let's review a few tips that I always encourage everybody to work on and use in a doctor's appointment. If you find you have a lot of questions at every session, it might be helpful to request a slightly longer time slot with your doctor. This can really cut down on your fears of asking all your questions and help you and your doctor feel less rushed. Writing down questions is also an important step to take if you usually leave appointments feeling like your mind went blank. While the doctor might not be able to answer every question you have, it will definitely give you a better start. Now, a caveat to this is it's important to think about the questions you're writing down. Distilling these questions to a few main points can be a really great start. And it's also important that you have your questions and you are asking the questions. I hear from lots of doctors that they don't love being handed a page of a bunch of questions. And, you know, no one really loves having to read silently in front of you and figuring out where to start. It can feel really overwhelming, even for a doctor. Ask someone else to read these questions and help you settle on the big picture points. Ask for places to get more information from your doctor and if it would be okay to follow up sooner if you have more questions. That way, you feel like you have a point of follow-up and you don't have to get every single thing in in that moment. Another important tactic is to just take some deep breaths. Before you go into an appointment, if your anxiety is at a maximum because you're either uncomfortable at the doctor in general, it's a new doctor, or you're worried about what may be talked about in the appointment, it's going to be very difficult to listen and hear what your doctor is actually saying. So in essence, all this level of anxiety does is make us have a harder time remembering and synthesizing information. Taking a few deep breaths can help reset our minds in the waiting room and allow us to walk into the appointment with a better chance of hearing and remembering what our doctor says to us. Now, speaking of what your doctor says to you, it could be really helpful and important to repeat that back to your doctor. Memory research tells us that if you repeat what was just said to you, it's more likely to stick because you'll have the memory of saying it yourself. This has the added benefit of allowing your doctor to check that you also understand what they've said and have an opportunity to correct any misconceptions that your mind or your anxiety might have created. Next, expressing your emotions about what you're actually hearing and experiencing in the session can be incredibly helpful. Phrases like, I'm scared, I'm worried, or even I'm uncomfortable. These emotions for some reason are not often spoken in a medical doctor's appointment. Patients feel that the doctor is just there to convey the medical information. But saying these emotions out loud can actually help to signal to your doctor that you're feeling less good about what's going on than they might have perceived. In essence, it sets up the alarm to help them help you with resources and further explanation. And finally, visualize yourself as your own champion. You've probably heard the phrase, if you can see it, you can be it. 
So see yourself being successful and feeling that when you walk out of the doctor's office, you're settled with knowing that you spoke up and asked the questions that you had. Ask yourself this question as well. How might this be different than how you felt when you walked out without your questions answered? How satisfying would that feel? And how worth it would it be to actually speak up and ask the questions that are on your mind? Let's think a little bit about how you might feel and how you might not feel after a doctor's appointment when you've been advocating for yourself. After successfully advocating for yourself, you might feel like you understand your condition and your treatment plan better. That's so great. Having questions answered is always important for the purpose of feeling that you're part of your treatment team, and you are. Today in medicine, we no longer practice paternalism. And paternalism is that old, outdated idea that whatever the doctor tells you is what you should do without any of your own input. Now, sometimes it feels better for the doctor to make your decision, but it's really actually very important to feel that you understand and you're on the same page so that you're actively participating in your treatment and more likely to get something out of it. I also find that patients that understand their treatment plan and the rationale for it, to some extent, you don't have to become a doctor in your doctor's appointment, but if you're on board with the treatment plan, you end up being a lot more compliant with your treatment. And actually, we know that placebo effects, which are really quite beneficial to starting off new medications, placebo effect meaning you have a positive response to whatever the treatment is, whether it actually makes sense to have already had a response or not, placebo effects are really great and important, and being in line with your treatment plan helps to promote the placebo effect. Advocating for yourself still might not make you feel great about what happened in your appointment. In fact, you might also have asked questions that your doctor couldn't answer. This is a good place to mark in your notes as remaining questions. And it's a good place to follow up with your doctor, but it can also be helpful to start reaching out to trustworthy organizations that might be able to provide patient education. As most doctors, I don't suggest going down the path of trying to diagnose yourself based on things on the internet. While it's tempting and at times can help feel a sense of relief to know others are struggling with the same symptoms, Not all articles are vetted on the internet for accuracy, and patients' experiences and anecdotes might not apply to you. So if you do look on the internet, take it with a grain of salt and try to confirm things with your physician. You might also be noticing that advocating for yourself is harder than you thought it would be. Remember my initial comments that there are probably layers to the reasons why we do or do not advocate for ourselves or how we even tolerate stress? Well, that's where psychiatry can help. Talking this through with an objective listener can be very helpful and rewarding. It's helpful in understanding yourself and your actions. Not only that, but therapy sessions are more frequently during the week and longer than appointments with your gastroenterologist a different type of relationship is formed where you can say what's on your mind, process yourself, and have an objective person mirror back to you what might be going on. 
it's a great place to problem solve and start with your advocating for yourself journey. Thanks so much for listening today and taking this journey with me. If you like what you hear, let me know. Please send messages of your thoughts and ideas that you'd like to see on future episodes of The GI Psychiatrist on Instagram or at www.gipsychiatry.com. I'm looking forward to talking more with you about healing, health, and taking your brain gut knowledge to the next level here on The GI Psychiatrist.